Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, it's us, um, the Bud Pod Buds. <laughs> Me, Phil Wang, and... Pianavelli. That's us, the Bud Pod Duo, famed for our podcast, the uh, Bud Pod. It is, it is just called Bud Pod. On Twitter, it's called The Bud Pod, because Bud Pod was already taken. Yeah, bafflingly. But yeah. And, and also... also I know who will buy. I can't remember. It was something where it's like they haven't tweeted in years, and they have four followers, and... Probably hoping to sell it to us for millions. Yeah, well, when, our, when the day came. Around. Well, good luck because goons are coming to your house as we speak to break all your legs, all, all your legs. <laughs> you uh, made it sound like this person has many legs. Well, we'll see, won't we? Um, it's episode nineteen. Nineteen. We're about to. We're about to break our second. Uh, the the cat. The cat. The cat. The cat cast. Our second collection of ten podcasts. Decca cast. A decca cast. Decca cast. I guess it would be a decca cast. We're about to hit a duo decca cast. That's a fun word to say. Duo decca cast. That'll get you laid. A duo decca cast. I was just. Uh, saying to Phil about how my shorts are too tight on my big old thighs. Yeah, and fortunately at the moment it is just the thighs that are um, <clears throat> bulging, 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 yeah, bulging out. Because um, I get like I have to, I get a massive waist, okay. so I have like a clown pants waist to try and desperately increase the thigh size on offer, mm-hmm. and it does change, but like not by much. Sorry, what do you mean? So like I, I go for a much larger waist than I need. Yeah. To accommodate the thigh. Oh, of course. So I've got this flappy old waist. Yeah. And there's still the thighs aren't big enough because English shorts yeah. are for sort of the English builds. And, yeah, so and a big old gut and then sort of insectoidy uh, Very thin, legs. small legs. Mm. I, I don't understand. This is a country of, 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 of slim men. Yeah. Who, in their older age, just get a huge, big cartoon beach ball gut and are nevertheless slim. Whereas you have a build like uh, one of those trees um, where your torso is the trunk, but then those trees have roots that are almost as wide as the trunk. You know, like a mangrove tree. A baobab. I'm a pear. I'm an hourglass. I'm, I'm a sort of mangrove tree. I'm a kind of swampy saltwater tree man. Uh, yes, quite right. And so I struggle with my with my billowing waist and <laughs> with my billowing waist and my uh, my uh, uh, straining thigh tubes. Ooh, yeah. I don't Ooh. know how you, you've, you've made them sound even grosser. Yeah, calling thigh tubes. Uh, now, pod buds, I have to apologise for uh, last week's uh, episode. It, it, the sound wasn't great. I'm going to put my hand up uh, and say I sounded. I sounded a bit echoey. Um, it sounded to me a lot like Pierre was having a conversation with me, but I was refusing to get off the toilet. <laughs> and so I was in or, the toilet. 
and <laughs> and I I had a sort of um, kind of microphone you might see in a dramatization of Watergate. Ah, uh, yes. And I'm pressing it like an old 60s wall mic. Like there's a tape rolling inside of it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big old tape. Yeah. And I've got my ear against it going, so what do you think? Like, through the wall. Yes, the, the, last, pod, the last episode did sound like it was recorded without my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I was, the last, last podcast would be inadmissible in court, I think. <laughs> the last podcast, I was wearing a wire. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that the UK is a single consent... Um, recording country so in the UK I could record a conversation with anyone I wanted as long as I was a member of the conversation wow really whereas in parts of America like some states in America that's legal and some it's illegal it is still illegal in the UK however to record a conversation clandestinely between two people and you're not a part so like you're across the road in a a hut what if you pretend to be in it like they say (laughs) and you're going no I was there the the meeting's at five and you just whisper oh cool that works for me yeah (laughs) or or in your van outside FBI style you're going mmm shrimp sounds great and then in court you go they invited me in from the van and uh, they said all their secrets while I was there it was very convenient that what a play. Oh, what a play that would be. I, I know that in the state of New York in America, it, it's the same. You're, mm. um, oh, actually, I think it might be flat out legal to record anyone without their knowledge. I, I think that makes more sense in New York where you have like a paper thin wall between you and the meth den next door. <laughs> where like, people are probably accidentally recording each other. But also makes it absolutely astonishing that there's only one tape of Donald Trump saying grab them by the pussy. (laughs) I would have thought. (laughs) There should be so many tapes that they're just worthless. (laughs) They're like Deutschmarks in a barrel. (laughs) Just kids playing with them in the street. You need a wheelbarrow of tapes of Donald Trump saying grab them by the pussy just for one loaf of bread. (laughs) Ruined this country. Apparently there's loads of like uh, crew members... Because, you know, he was the host of The Pr- Apprentice mm. for ages. Mm. So there's loads of, like, a whole decade or more of cycle of crew members and camera people who've just been on set while he's being Donald Trump, not even trying to be a politician, if you yeah. can imagine that. Uh, but they all have NDAs. Mm. They all get, get yeah. I don't know, shot in the face or something. I don't Fucking know. Fucking lawyers! Yeah, this is it. Um, and we haven't, we didn't mean to make it topical, but this all relates to the Boris Johnson argument thing, doesn't it? Because uh, they recorded him through the wall. Oh, of course, his neighbours. Shouty, Mc, Shouty McShouterson. His nosy neighbours. <laughs> just excited about their new scoop about <laughs> Boris Johnson. These lefty remaining whiners. I like uh, all these journalists going, if there's one thing we can't stand, it's clandestine recordings of uh, powerful politicians. <laughs> we have always been absolutely furious when anyone's handed us one of these. Yeah. Why can't I shout at the top of my lungs in private? <laughs> that's, that's basically the argument. Right? Yeah. Why can't I scream into this thin, thin wall? <laughs> and be left alone <laughs> with that old eavesdropping McGee. If I want to set off fireworks in my living room in the middle of the night and start several small fires, that is my business. <laughs> It's my furniture. I can set it alight with reckless uh, explosives as and when I see fit. I, I I sort of admire almost America's, even though they are insane, at least they're consistent with freedom is freedom. I can do what I want. In Britain, yeah. we still have no idea really how free we want to be. 
No, everyone's very unsure. Uh, whereas, like you say, with freedom of expression in America, there's very few limitations. And by and large, everyone is willing to admit that they they can find a benefit for their group. So all the Christians are like, ban the ban Playboy. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, oh, wait, we have all those unbelievably offensive gay th- conversion therapy radio stations. Mm. So... Mm, so it'll tit for tat. Yeah, we get ours, you get yours. <laughs> uh, yeah. You get boobs, we get our insane gay conversion therapy centers run by visibly gay men. <laughs> uh, it's a bit it's a bit cynical, listeners, but if you do want to have a sort of... I, I say it's a, it is enjoyable, but an enjoyable in a very bitter and sad way. If you There's any number of these guys who later turned out to be gay or, or whatever, but like if you watch the videos from when they weren't, in quotes, they mm. are... They are. They're camp, Phil. There's no other word for it. And you can be straight in camp, but but come on. Yeah. These guys uh, these guys are coming at it from a personal angle, shall we say. Mm. I was cured, you know, that kind of thing. They don't, some of them do say that. Some yeah. Of them, some of them uh, even claim that. It makes, is, it makes it all the more tragic and more harder to watch. A lot of American stuff always reminds me of, like, medieval times. Like, the amount of them that do genuinely just believe in, like, demons. Mmm. It's weird. Mmm. And they want to believe it. Yeah. They enjoy it. I guess there's not much to do out in the plains. If you live where there's just corn, I guess demons are pretty, you know, it's the only way you're going to really enjoy yourself if you imagine there's all these things flying around. <laughs> An angel. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, demons in a, in a field, uh, I've just come back from the Glastonbury Music yeah. and General Performing Arts Festival. You were being a cool, hip... Uh, festival boy uh, yeah <clears throat> it's not really my bag really, really the uh, the field festivals but I went to Glastonbury in 2017 and actually thought it was quite fun so I asked to perform again this time around and uh, but I went but I thought ah no tent I'll splash out mm. hire myself a little camper van Whoa. so I found this great little camper van hire place in Forest Hill in London uh, shout out to Camper Fantastic uh, they're, they're, they're actually really lovely they're great and uh, this van they really kitted me up man yeah it was a delicious brand new Volkswagen Ocean ooh uh, you went for the proper 60s surfer yeah aesthetic. but like the new version so it's all like metallic and stuff mm. and, and modern and with bluetooth um, sound speakers whoa and uh, like a, a reversing cameras and uh, sensors to make sure you uh, don't bump into anything. Nice. And uh, air conditioning and a fridge and a stove and mm. a tap. Whoa. <laughs> and a little wardrobe. Two beds, one in the roof, one on the ground. Oh, wow. Uh, and so it meant I was working in Glastonbury at a loss, but... <laughs> But you could have sleepovers. Dude, it changes the game. <laughs> Absolutely changes the game. I actually was looking. I look. I was looking forward to getting back to the van. Right. You're like, yeah. I, and you. You were saying to people, you want to have a sleepover in my van? <laughs> I got bunk beds. Because <laughs> usually, if you most people at a festival are drinking to try to forget that they're sleeping in a tent. Yes. Yeah. And and to try and forget that uh, often in my case, it there's a sort of. Um, Inflatable mattress that starts the night inflated, but you'll wake up at half past three, <laughs> just on the ground, and absolutely busting for a piss. On the ground, the mattress, your, your, your hip bone is pressing right into the ground. 
Yeah, you cra- can feel like the detail of details of old fossils in the ground. <laughs> you're so you're rubbing it against it so hard. Ground that you swore when you just touch it with your hand was it's like quite soft, soft loamy, yeah. loamy soil. <laughs> but the second you lie down on it, you go, "This could be a parking lot. <laughs> I could be in a fucking supermarket parking lot." The way this feels on my bones. It's absolutely ghastly. I do know that um, back when I was much much fatter, uh, since like well like since I'm not as fat. Mm. Sitting down on hard surfaces, way less fun. Yeah, I, there's I a get, sense of I get bumps, pain so much faster. So there's a sense of there's a sense of rebellion, and sort of freedom when you're young about sitting on something that is in a chair. Yeah, but as you get older, you start to realize you can appreciate the value of chairs yeah. and why they're designed that way and why they're about knee height. And also why uh, it's nice to be able to uh, put on your trousers without having to stand up outside in. Rain. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Putting on trousers in a tent and and running across a field just for a desperate like nighttime piss. Yeah. <clears throat> There's no dilemma harder than waking up in the middle of the night in the tent and really needing a piss. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck do you? I've done a bottle of... wee before. Oh. I've done it. Yeah. What what kind of bottle? Like wine. <laughs> it was uh, it was one of those uh. It's it one of those big square ones you get at Oaxaca. <laughs> like an old tequila bottle. <laughs> I think it was just a, a backstage water bottle. Yeah, sure. But there, but there was no plastics at Glastonbury this year, so good luck with your tent peas. I've got to pee in a big paper bag and just let it <laughs> seep through. <laughs> pop it over someone's head like it's a prank. I like the idea of that Like now everyone has to throw piss at bands using little, <laughs> little jars and uh, bits of paper. Yeah, little sort of sailors' um, tin cups. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, yeah. I had to park up uh, behind the cabaret tent, which meant leaving my beautiful, shiny camper van yeah. um, among the freaks oh. and the jugglers. <gasps> and I was, the I, was just, I was terrified the whole weekend that someone's going to scratch up and mess up this beautiful camper van right yeah because some carny is going to be juggling knives and like a, a bunch of guys parked right in front of this huge van and brought out like wicker chairs and made like a veranda like pressing up against the front of the cars like Aah! every time any of that wicker started to touch the headlights like, <laughs> the chair but over the weekend had a great time saw some great bands van was fine we packed up late on a sunday night saw janelle monet one of the best gigs i've ever seen ran to the van Van is pristine. We pack up. 11.30pm we leave. We, we, so we're missing like the bulk of the traffic that's going to happen the next morning when everyone's going. When 200,000 people Jesus. leave a field. And also, can we just say, leave a field in the one part of the country with no highways. <laughs> yeah. Astonishingly. Yeah, if you get on the A20567... <laughs> Dash B. X hyphen. And we get back to... Uh, Brixton, yeah, and uh, and we park up, and it's a bit narrow, and I scratch the <gasps> fucking front no. of the van, getting no. back, parking in London, getting back, no. took it to um, return back to the wonderful uh, rental uh. place <laughs> this morning, uh. and I'll be lucky if it's four hundred pounds. Oh fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that kind of put a damper on the whole weekend. 
But you were the carny all along. I was the car. The carny was in me the whole time. <laughs> There's one. Uh, oh, another. Oh, they're all out today, aren't they? Oh, I should have brought a bigger bag. Excuse, excuse me, sir. Ooh, and, yeah. Um, can I just ask what? Um, there's there's no there's no pool toys uh, in this in this um, that's the next um, session here. Uh, this pool is toys? this is just lane use. Oh no, don't mind me. I'm just uh, harvesting. Right with that. With that, you can't use that little net thing now. It's people are trying to. Oh no! Don't mind me. I'm just harvesting. Just right. Uh, right. Well, what, what do you? Why are you collecting? What are you collecting? Hmm. Well, what do you? Why? why you, oh. You're you're not you're not even dressed for swimming. Although, thank you for not wearing outside shoes. Plasters. I come here to collect plasters. 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 Like, use oh. plasters. Plasters that come off your body when you swim. I bring my net and I uh, scoop them out of the pool. Right? Do you uh, do you work for the? No one's the wiser. Do you work for the pool? Sorry, are you? Hmm? Who's told you you can be here and do this? Oh, no one's told sorry, me. No uh, one's told me. Sorry, hang on. I don't know why I'm I asking. can be here, but if there's any consolation, people have told me that I can't. Right. That's the opposite of consolation, actually. I know. I, I see what you're trying to do there with balance. Um, no. Why? Why? Why are you doing this? That is disgusting. What? What? What's disgusting? The plaster, what are you... Not really disgusting about plaster. I, it's, it's, it's just a human body. It's part of the human body. Well, it's not, is it? Because yeah. You, but what, why do you want other people? I can't believe I'm asking this. It comes off the body. Part yeah. of the body is natural. Yeah, but why do you need... What, what's this for? What why does this? anyone need anything? Why do you need uh, food? Well, so I can stay alive long enough to find out why you're doing this. Ah, touché. I see I've... Uh, Come toe to toe with the master of the debating form. Sure. Now I think we've agreed to disagree. So on your way. Right. No, well, no, that's not that, that that's not going to work again. Hmm. I was but, surprised last week. Yeah, I bet you were, and so was my boss. So that's why I'm even more determined this week to find out. Well, first of all, I'm going to have to manhandle you out the door. But secondly, I, I genuinely I cannot believe myself, but I do need I need to know why. Why? Why do I collect plasters that come off the bodies of strangers in my local swimming pool? Yes. So they'll be remembered. You no. ever think about that? No. All these plasters, all these people, this swimming pool, people will forget. They'll forget any of this was here. They'll forget any of us were here. They'll forget any of us had plasters on. They'll forget any of us scraped our knees. They'll forget any of us nicked ourselves with a salad knife. But I won't. I'll have these plasters. Reminders of days gone, never to be retrieved again. Of mistakes made but sealed over in glow antiseptic. I will be the sole keeper of our stories. I will collect these tales. I will pass on our legacy to the next generation through these plasters. So when you ask me why I do this, I tell you, why not? I ask you, if not me, who? And if not now, 
Bueno. Oh, that was, uh, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But could you please just wait till you get home to eat them? Oh. So was it? What did you scratch it on? Another car? It was. It was this fucking. It was a lamppost uh, that that looked from where I was sat in the van, very far away from the van. But of course, for absolutely no reason, had a fuck off huge concrete foundation right. underneath it that was just about wheel height, and that is too big. It was way too wide. It's it's it sticking look, under the road. Looks like it's designed to stop people from stealing the lamppost <laughs> or knocking it over. That's outrageous. And just, uh, and just to be that close to a perfect trip, and at the end, and you th- just threw all your new ponchos and, and rage out into the street, I, I, all your beads. And what's so annoying? What the worst thing about that is, I just went, okay, well, that's my next two weeks of mental health ruined, because I will be <laughs> obsessing. I'll be obsessing over how do I go back in time? Yeah. And not do that. What what uh, what unreasonable things can I imagine having done? Yes. Yeah, that will not have led to that. You know what I think it is? Is So I have a terrible sense of regret. So much so that I actively fear regret. I've, and I don't yeah. do things because I'm scared I will regret doing them wrongly or badly afterwards. You, should, you, you are one of the people who I think should get a big neck tattoo that says regrets. <laughs> I... And I, I, most of the pain comes from the, the feeling that I can change it or that I should change it. And I never can. And you could have avoided it. And I think I think a lot of it is to do with having played so many video games. Save points. And save points. And being save able to go points. back and, and, fix the, and fix your mistake. Yes. And I, I genuinely think that's a big part of my, my terrible... Um, regret, sense of regret. I feel that I, I have this conditioned in me that yeah. I could fix it, that I can go back and fix it, but I can't find the button in real life. So you keep thinking it. Yeah, so I just keep going over it in my head again and again and again and again how to fix a problem that's it's, already happened. It's like licking an ulcer. Mm. You keep just going, is it still there? And then that makes it worse each time you're yeah. keeping the ulcer around. I, I used to be more like that, and you know what actually did help? I When I did art at school, and I still do it sometimes, I just using um, Indian ink. So Indian ink dries and you can like, it's waterproof when it dries. So I could draw something in Indian ink, wait for it to dry and just do watercolors all over it. It doesn't like smudge. But if you make a mistake, you're fucked. If it gets on your clothes, you're fucked. Mm. It's like the, it's the ultimate ink. Yeah. But you can't, like when I would draw with a pencil and an eraser, a rubber sire rather, uh, I would be all fiddly and like, that wall's not quite right. I'll just rub it out and do it again. It would take fucking forever. And it wouldn't like be like, spontaneous nice lines and draw start drawing with ink I don't, I don't draw at all I have to just start drawing we'll just start drawing with. make sure you start drawing with ink because then you just go right you, now you've made a big mistake you've smeared ink in this big line mm. you have to incorporate that now too bad shit that's part of the drawing now could could the cure to my regret lie in the ink pot <laughs> art therapy with bud pot <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a real kick in the ass However... A real punch in the chops. A real... Oh, yeah. Well, however, mm. one great thing did come out of Glastonbury. Yeah. You had a catchphrase shouted at you. 
Yes, I did. <laughs> so on the first gig, I did two shows um, on the Saturday and the Sunday. And at the end of the first one, um, I said, uh, well, thanks, guys. Don't come tomorrow. It'll be the same shit. And someone went, oh, yeah. And I went, sorry, what? And someone in the middle of the time went, keep jacking it. <laughs> yes. I was furious. Yes. What did you do? How did you react? Well, I said, I explained to everyone else that that is a catchphrase from our podcast. <laughs> and that hearing it out of context sounds absolutely horrible. <laughs> and that I considered a technic- an act of terrorism because this person knows how, how much I hate that catchphrase. <laughs> did you see them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they look like? They look Gleeful! Like a- yes! <laughs> Were they like in crazy? I'm a festival person clothes, or were they in? Uh, I'm I, camping quite seriously clothes. He was a he was a dude, youngish dude, in pretty normal clothes actually. Mm. Good centrist clothes. Blend in. Yeah. To the crowd. Yeah. Strike like a viper and melt away. Uh, and I later found out that uh, MP and general uh, legend lady uh, Jess Phillips. Was in Jess Phillips came to see. She tweeted yeah. at you, didn't she? She's she came a, to see me. Jess Phillips, MP, right honourable. All the other words. Yeah, which I thought was very. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the the real split in politics now, isn't it? Your MP, an MP, is either cool enough to be at Glastonbury and be tweeting at you, or is so old and insane that it's like one of the most malevolent zombies from the Victorian era. And those are the, <laughs> those are just like the two types of MP. <laughs> Yeah, those are the two types that seem engaged on social media. Yes, that's right. Social media MPs are either super cool and nice Glastonbury people or um, the monster on all the Iron Maiden album covers. And you was not a friend because I was tweeting about Jess coming... Jess, like, you know... Jess Phillips <laughs> coming to the gig on Twitter saying how, how, how chuffed I was. And I had a friend t- text me saying, Jess Phillips is too um, lefty for you. What no? Just because I, this is how man. This is the position we're in now. Because yeah. I tweet, uh, uh, and talk uh, about um, Corbyn's opposition, uh, the leadership being a bunch of anti-Semitic morons. Yeah. That I couldn't like as as any Labour politician. Also, like like a sensible. Also, like loads of the middle ground politician. Loads of the proper like. Corbyn Twitter fanatics troll Jess Phillips all the time. They don't like mm, it. They hate her. Absolutely hate her. But then I have this problem as well, where because I'm not pleased with how the progressive left is doing, everyone's like, oh, you probably you probably want everyone to live in a big tin bath. And, and they project this nonsense onto you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then at the same time, you and I will both get, if we ever pop up on the BBC or something, we'll both get tweets from an unbelievably red man. <laughs> Say, oh, the lefty loveys on the BBC gravy train and all those fucking catchphrases they've learned from watching Rod Little on Question Time or whatever the fuck. It's very irritating. My second performance was also quite politically charged. Really? On Sunday, yeah. But in a different way. Um, so I had... Someone um, said, stop jacking it. Uh, that would have yes. been outrageous. <laughs> but it's good to have the balance. At least we're having the conversation. It's the dialogue that's important. <laughs> Talk, take on people who want you to stop jacking it in the marketplace of ideas. Whether you think we should keep jacking it or stop jacking it, we have to come together and, and find a middle ground. And believe in Britain. Maybe we sometimes jack it. <laughs> believe in Britain. 
<laughs> maybe we sometimes jack it. Maybe we follow a Norway model. Um, on the Sunday, I was doing my stand-up and I got to a bit about... Um, I got to a bit about the Japanese. I've got a bit about my Japanese hairdresser. Oh, yes. And yes. I, do, I do his uh, voice. It's a good bit. And I talk about the Japanese. And then you do a and, whole bit about doing the voices. Yes. And I do a bit about um, forgiving the Japanese um, for the Second World War um, in a tongue-in-cheek manner. And um, suddenly this a man runs towards the stage. Right. And shouts, I'm Japanese! And starts flicking the V's at me. And I look down, and it is a Japanese guy. It's a middle-aged <laughs> Japanese man. And he's flicking the V's and doing the... the, the fight Where you... How, do, how would you describe that? Where you slap your palm into your bicep and curl it. And you curl it. The sort of... the sort of My forearm is a dick, and up it goes. Yeah, and up it goes. And at the end of that dick is also the V's I'm flipping you. So he was implying that he was showing you his erect penis, and his erect penis had two fingers coming out of the end. Yeah. Wow. He, he had, like, a, a dual-pronged penis. Yeah. And he was like, Ah, fuck you! Ah! And, he's, and people were like, hey, hey, hey. And he, he ran back to the back of the tent. Right. And... And then I said, uh, did you come over, run to me, run into here just to do that? And he said, yes. And then pressed for a response. Yeah. An old tweet of yours came to my mind. Oh, yeah. And I said, it's not like the Japanese to mount a surprise attack. (laughs) Yes. And everyone went, yeah. Nicely done. Uh... It turns out that comeback is, you can apply it to almost any aggressive move a Japanese person the or se- entity makes. The second anything, even vaguely Japanese, does anything, <laughs> you could just make a reference to it. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I thought you were going to make some kind of incredibly dark, like, rape of Nanking. Oh, no, I then, I then said, all right, see you next war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what was funny was... Uh, a reporter from China Daily was in. Yeah. Because he was to going to um, interview me afterwards about how Glastonbury was going. <laughs> and he, and he, put a, he put a big tick next to your name <laughs> <laughs> on the government's list. <laughs> the commenters. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the good books of China <laughs> Daily now, which is good. That's good. Um, but uh, it was a fun time. I had uh, I saw some really great uh, uh, music. Oh, yeah? We had, we had Keep Jack in it, um, obviously. Um, and... Jeff Goldblum was there. Piss off. Jeff Goldblum and his jazz band were playing what? one of the stages. So what? Of course I, he has a jazz band. So obviously I went to see Jeff Goldblum. Yes. And and everyone's like, surely he's not like Jeff Goldblum. I mean, you turn up and on stage, yeah, there's Jeff Goldblum in a ridiculous jacket. Going, <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming to see me. Yeah, it's wonderful to hear Wonderful beer, Glastonbury. Glastonbury. I guess. Uh, uh, Glastonbury. And then he was handed. He was handed a, a sheet of paper, and he just his instant reaction to being handed the sheet of paper. He went, "True or false? I've never seen this piece of paper before. True or false? <laughs> really? uh, give me a cheer for true." And everyone went, "Yeah." <laughs> give me a cheer for false. And he went, "Yeah." But it's true. I've never seen this piece of paper before. <laughs> and he started reading it, and it was just a list of cities in the UK. Right. And the nicknames people have, the people who are there from there have. Right. And so he just had a whale of a time going through, <laughs> going through city. Are there any Geordies in? <laughs> and someone go, wow. What about Scousers? Scousers. Yeah. <laughs> and the best 
part was when he said, um, how about people in from Sunderland? <laughs> <laughs> mine, Sunderland. Sunderland. Sounds like it sounds like the worst theme park in the world. Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the price of entry is a can of white stripe. The best bit. White, of white lightning, rather the... red stripe. I'm getting my booze confused. What was the, the best bit? Compu- the best bit of Glastonbury, of m- 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 most musical performances for me, but especially Glastonbury, is um, listening to Americans pronounce. Uh, British yes. cities. So you got to the point where people came com- became completely desensitized to Glastonbury. Yeah. Um, Newcastle. Newcastle. Uh, where's the old one? Uh, <laughs> and my favorite version of this was watching the Wu Tang Clan, who are great, but the first one to come on stage was uh, the DJ one, who ran on stage, grabbed his decks, and went. What's up, London? <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole weekend. That was my favorite moment. <laughs> what did the crowd do? People kind of just went, yeah. yeah just, you kind of have to, right? Because you, you, you're already a fan. That's why you're there. So you don't want to start by going, well, boo on principle. Or just not, no, wrong. It would be funny if the whole crowd as one just went, wrong. Like thousands of people just barking out the word wrong. <laughs> In perfect unison. Yeah, like a, like a horrifying rally. <laughs> wrong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'd just like to thank you all for making this Glastonbury the first year it's been entirely free of single-use plastic bottles. And that means that you've all been using multiple-use metal bottles or small paper cups to hurl your piss at Keen. And so encouraging to see people using small paper wraps for cocaine and molly. Big up the South London crew and all the other mandem that are here. I'll see you at Chemical Brothers. Hashtag at it out. Mic drop. British festivals seem to me an indication that the British people will never really get away and don't want to get away from their inherent barbarism. 
I think um, that's that's true. Like uh, all the civilized behavior and stuff is like for the rest of the time, but they they want to keep their sort of verging on pagan. Mm, it's very pagan. It's pagan and it's mad, and it's angry. It's like the fucking purge. Yes. It's like British purge. Yeah. Is it, I think uh, that's what happens. If you spend the whole year not saying anything when someone pushes in a queue, <laughs> that builds up to the point where you start sniffing ketamine of someone's rank balls. <laughs> oh, I'm going to shit in a field and <laughs> throw piss at a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't give a shit if it's the Wu-Tang Clan or Jeff Goldblum. I'm hurling a load of piss. In a muddy field, covered in shit and sweat. and Yeah, there's a real savagery to it. Yes, that man's just uh, um, a push in front of me in the, at the cube, but I'll just I'll hold on to that and uh, throw shards of glass at Beyonce this July. <laughs> but that's a, it's the same as the drinking, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas like every Saturday night in every town centre up and down this great nation of ours, people just flip their fucking lids. And they don't even do it in like Germany or France or Spain. Just nowhere. No. I went to, when and no one is surprised. Everyone's like, oh yeah. Everyone is no one is surprised that their colleagues who have not said a word all week, yeah, yeah, uh, rip off their clothes and go insane, <laughs> <laughs> like a superhero. It's weird. When when I was in Rome back a few podcasts ago, hmm. we were walking around these alleyways. That's a, an old imperial measurement for time, isn't it? Yes, 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 yes. Y- yonder, yonder is yonder field is three podcasts. Hence, um, yeah, and we were walking around these alleyways, and there were all these like you know piazzas and town squares, little mini pizzas. town squares. Sorry, it's pizzas. <laughs> all these little pizzas. People were congregating. That's right. And uh, it was like late, and everyone was drinking, and people just mm. sat on these fountains with booze. And there were loads of young people, like yeah. the average age. And it was fine. No yeah. one was even shouting. I remember going on... The craziest and... thing that was happening was a living statue man was doing a dance in the most touristy one. And yeah. no one was paying any attention to it. That's because they, they have the opposite. They shout and gesticulate the rest of the time. That's true, isn't right? it? If you, you spend get... all day going... Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, just I, can't, ah, ah, I can't wait for the weekend <laughs> when I can finally just quiet down a bit and maybe... Uh, just... I just wanted to relax! <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it maybe that's the solution because like it's not normal to live in a country where you sort of wake up on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning and you walk through your town centre or the high street and there's just piles of sick just dotted you go oh yep yep big pile of sick yeah. just and like people going Rah! And when we were at uh, old uh, Cambridge University together before we met each other at the Illuminati meeting where we get given secret advice by Stephen Fry. And MacBooks. And MacBooks for a limited time. Even the Illuminati couldn't afford that uh, long term. Uh, A friend of mine befriended an American student. Ooh. Yes. Uh, This lady was studying in Cambridge from the Midwest. So she was probably... That's a long commute. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to LBC. Hi. Um, so she came all the way from the Midwest and was a bit sort of folksy down home, you know. And Is that a euphemism or something? She was a bit folksy, if you know what I mean. She's a bit folksy down home. Ginger. Her down home was a bit folksy. Um, <laughs> she's uh, got a guitar up there. She's got a guitar up there. Um, she. Anyway, she she says to this friend of mine, who's also a lady, a lady person. Mm. 
She says, I can't believe a city as prestigious and medieval as Cambridge has such a terrible problem with prostitution. And my friend's like, really? And she's like, yes. There's all these prostitutes I've seen. And my friend's like, where are they? It's like Mill Road or something. Like it was a bit scuzzy when we were there. And it turns out she was just talking about all the ladies. On a night out? Yeah. She's literally, she was like, oh, on Friday night and Saturday night, there's all these people who aren't wearing any clothes, just walking up and down the street, yelling and drunk and hanging out in alleyways, smoking. And she'd just seen them as prostitutes. Also, how unprofessional does she think our prostitutes are? Have some respect. How dare she? Drinking on the job. I don't think so. Not in Great Britain. <laughs> Believe in Britain. <laughs> but yeah, she'd, she, she, she'd gone, those are definitely sex workers. Yeah, I mean, that might be her... Also coming from the Midwest. Oh, that's totally it. That's yeah. totally it. But it's part of that kind of thing of, like, there's that stupid, lame, boring joke that comedians have to make about Geordie girls, mm. where they just wear, like, a belt, yeah, two belts, and they go out in the snow, ha, ha, ha. But it is also true. It is also That's true. why it's a boring cliche to say. It's unfunny because it's true. It's unfunny. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's yeah, that's a good piece of comedy theory. It's funny because it's true until it's so true. It's unfunny because it's true. Yeah. yeah. It's unfunny because it's been true for too long. That's and people it. keep saying it. Yeah. Because it's an easy way to get people to go, <laughs> yeah. I guess I've never seen it that way. <laughs> you got something there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can put, put, put that in your sketch. <laughs> you can do a skit about that. Put that in your... Put that in your stand-up sketch. Yeah, I've, I've been told to put a lot of things in my stand-up sketch. Have you, has, has anyone ever told you something that you've gone, you've got something there? I said anyone told me something, yeah. and then I've said back to them, you've got something there. You've yeah, yeah, when someone says, like, hey, like a taxi driver or whatever says, oh, you should do, uh, you should do jokes about um, sunglasses. You know, they, you know, when people make these mad suggestions. Mm. Has anyone ever had a point? Oh, I had a good one. Yeah. I'm sure once or twice, but because they've offered it to me, I've had to convince myself it's not good. On 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 like pure pure like uh, principal grounds. Yeah, because the buck has to stop somewhere. I can't op- I can't open that floodgate. <laughs> God, can you imagine if a famous comedian on Twitter just tweeted, "Anyone got any ideas? <laughs> Anyone got any thoughts on modern life?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld just does like an Instagram story with a question and answer and the question just what's the deal with and then blank (laughs) this always follows the type it in (laughs) I would love that though to to get someone of Jerry Seinfeld's caliber and forcing them through crowdsourcing topics to do a Seinfeld level routine about and then he looks and it's like you know something like like Snapchat dick pics Mm. or whatever something he'd never normally address Mm -hmm. or like a meme yeah that would be good. I'd like that. Crowdsource Seinfeld. Crowdsource Seinfeld. Yeah. Bully Seinfeld into addressing topics he has no interest in. <laughs> using the power of the crowd. Because people are power. And power is people. That's good. Yeah? You could work for any, you could work for literally any political party. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? None of them go the people suck. Put us in charge, not them. For a better future, for all, not nobody, and not a bad future. (laughs) It'll be good. It won't be bad. It'll be the opposite of bad. It'll be good. 
Like that time you remember when it was good. It'll be like then. Thank you. <laughs> Ring letters, emails, emails, phone calls, correspondence. So some correspondence, uh, and and there is a backlog because you love us, listeners, and we love you. And how, what more appropriate thing for a podcast? mainly about poo to have than a backlog. <laughs> Nicely Thank done. Thank you. That was good poo referencing. Thanks. That's how I got this job. <laughs> or jobby. Jobby. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> ah, a challenger appears. <laughs> Nathan gets in touch. Oh, hi, Nate. And he says, uh, hey, Podbuds. Um, the subject of the email line was fuck, cunt, and Koji. Okay. And we, as we've established. Let's see where this goes. Koji is keep jacking it. It is. Um, it sounds no, like that dog. Was there a dog, an, a, a terrifying monster dog called K- Kojak? Was Kojak? Kojak a dog? was a detective series. Oh, with a bald man. We did Coney. We like, we had Koji last time. Okay. So now it's Ko- hashtag Koji twenty twelve. Oh, yeah. Keep Jackie at twenty twelve. He says. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, very very insensitive, but yeah. Uh, but it is it is funny. <laughs> I want, he says, sorry for the expletive-laden subject to the email, but I wanted to get in touch to discuss fornication under consent of the king. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so the, this is the yeah. acronym. Yeah, he said, you did an excellent job undermining the stupid theory <laughs> on the etymological root of the word fuck. I mean, what fornication under consent of the kinging idiot would believe such nonsense? <laughs> Plus, in English, especially by the 20th century, permission is given by consent, not under consent. I doubt even the most ill-educated medieval peasant would consider under proper usage. <laughs> And then I'm doing. I'm following his performance instructions for this bit. Okay. Excuse my rudeness, me lord, but as this act is permitted by the king's consent and not under it, shouldn't what I'm doing with my wife in my mouldy wooden shack be known as fubucking? It's quite fun. Give me some little performance play there to do. Did Did he tell you to do the accent? He did. Yeah. He said in your fine medieval peasant accent. Oh, that's good. Hello, me lord. Um, presumably, is it based what... on the peons in uh, Warcraft. Yeah, yes, I think so, yeah. Yes, me lord. Yes, me lord. Work, work, work. I uh, I still love uh, the stronghold for that. More wood is needed. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you can increase the amount of food everyone gets to make them happier, but it will deplete your stocks. Hmm. And the most you can give everyone is double rations, and everyone yeah. gets all fat and happy. <laughs> and when you pull the meter up to double rations, the voice goes, Double ration? <laughs> So and then he says, uh, so presumably once a year the king wearing a crown and an ermine cloak with jewels would visit each village to enforce his eccentric policy. Uh, his courtiers would stride beside him bearing placards embossed with a gothic typeface which reads, cunt. Copulation usually not tolerated. Thanks for the podcast and of course Koji, keep on checking it. Very good email Nathan. Thank you Nathan. Um, that was very high quality shit. Um, very, very good. Uh, Jonathan gets in touch again. Ah, Jonathan, our friend, currently teaching in Mexico. Or Mexico. Or Mexico. Dear Earbuds, John... Or Mexico. Or Mexico. Uh, After completing the very common teacher's side quest of marking exams, I was catching up with the last three episodes of BudPod and came across another side quest courtesy of a small mistake in your broadcast. Oh, for fuck. Yes. So basically, he's he's he remembers that we we made that mistake about um, Lenin having the affair with Frida Kahlo, but it was Trotsky. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Classic he's a, Bud and he's in Mexico. Gav. He's a what? He's in Mexico. Oh, of course. Yeah. Where all this shit went down. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was in fact Trotsky, not Lenin. Yes, yes. Who uh, who took up residence in Frida Kahlo's home? Yeah. 
uh, with her husband, prominent Mexican artist Diego Rivera. And cuck, apparently. Apparently, the first ever snowflake cuck. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all communists, so... Yeah. It's line- so some of it's lining up. If the shoe fits. The sh- if, the- if the marching boot fits. I was about to say, what is a cuck shoe? If a big curly shoe? I don't know. Yeah, what is um, a cuck shoe? What is a commie cuck shoe? I don't oh, know. Because it wouldn't big, be a marching boot. It'd be like a little canvas kind of... Like a boat shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Tassels. Um, basically, by moving into there, he couldn't get any... Um, oh, yes, no, Rivera stopped protecting them because they had a big affair. And then ah. they moved away. Oh, good for him. And Rivera couldn't protect them anymore, so that meant the assassin could come in and ice pick the fuck out of all the trotters. That's why he died. Yeah, he got ice picked to death in Mexico. With Frida? I don't know if with Frida, but certainly in the house. Casa Azul. Um, Yeah, so this chap came in and said, uh, Hey, uh, let me talk to that important guy. And everyone went, well, okay. But you better not ice pick him. Uh, You looking for ice? Well, what is an ice pick? Like, what what climbers use to get through, to climb out of Yeah, one of those handheld things with a big, like, pickaxe head on it. That's an ice pick. They ice picked him in the brain? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right in this it goddamn It would not be brain. my weapon of choice. It, it seems it doesn't seem like a sure thing. Very suspicious in Mexican climates. <laughs> to even have an ice pick. Like, I go, oh, it's for ice in my drinks. I like tiny ice. Like, okay. It's a mojito pick. <laughs> it's a margarita pick. It's, you know, the ice is too big otherwise. Um, and thank you very much, um, Matt. Uh, getting in touch saying uh, how hilarious he's he's, he's he's there's so many okay thank yous in Matt's life he's now laughing when they happen in real time and making things a bit weird but he's <laughs> he's thanking us for that burden well he's saying okay thank you thank you no no he's noticing them oh, okay. as they occur yeah I understand happening to me as well yeah it's um it's it's a risky game we play here at Bud Pod mm-hmm. we um the, yeah we, we're in great danger of uh, giving you things you can't unsee. Yes, quite right. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I meant to reference this, and I forgot because it was um, on my Instagram as opposed to in the email. Uh, but, uh, what was it? Alan. Alan got in touch and sent me a picture of, uh, uh, it's a, some kind of ice cream in a shop in Berlin. And it's called Bum Bum for Two. <laughs> it does say Bum Bum for Two. It literally says Bum Bum for Two. In big, like, bubble writing, shaped like a bum. So it's hard to imagine they don't know what they're doing there. Bum bum ice for a bum bum life. Bum bum ice for a bum bum life. And bum bum cream for a bum bum dream. Um, thank you for that, Alan. Um, Elise, uh, uh, Elise gets in touch. Mom, the bum bum van is here. Can I have some money? Oh, we all remember telling our kids that the uh, they only play the bum bum music from the bum bum van when they've run out of bum bums. Mm-hmm. Fun trick to play. Uh, <laughs> I bum, you bum. We all bum for bum bums. Um, Elise... Dogs licking my bum bum. <laughs> I try... Don't. There's nothing sadder than watching a kid drop their bum bum on the pavement right after they've bought it. Um, Elise... Elise gets in touch. Greetings, P. Diddies. Oh, okay. Nice. Giving us some much-needed street cred. Mm, a bit. A decade old street cred, at least. Yeah, I, I, two I, decades. Two de- fuck. Street cred decays into just cred. Is it like? I think it has, it has like a half life. Yeah. yeah, it just becomes lead after a while. <laughs> um, after a lot of contemplation, I've thoroughly thought through my most authoritarian libertarian. Oh, good. Thank you. Thoughts. Thank you for thinking about it. Firstly, my most authoritarian. 
My most authoritarian thought is that there should be a time limit on everyone getting ready for a night out. You're allowed 30 minutes for makeup or 45 minutes if you're doing hair too. I hate having to wait around for my friends to get ready when I have a strict appointment at Weatherspoons to keep. Uh, well, now this is a lady saying this. This is a lady, Elise. Yeah, and yeah. And so I, I think I agree with this rule, but uh, women... Um, we expect you to self-legislate. Yes, we're not going to enter that. Uh, but we don't know what how, how much time you want or need. Yeah. But uh, for us, I would say for the fellas, uh, uh, 30 seconds. 30, yeah. Is Well, I used to have that routine. It's like, is there shit on my face? Am I wearing clothes? All right. Time to leave the house. Uh, the worst offenders are those who claim that makeup is their hobby, as if that's a, re- a reasonable excuse. Again, can't stress enough, a lady's saying this, and not me or Phil. Um, You don't see me throwing on my jodhpurs and taking the horse for a trot around the field 30 minutes before we're scheduled to go out. Fair enough. Uh, Save your hobbies for your own time. I have cheap pitchers to be drinking. Mm. My most liberal thought is a simple one. Anything that you can pee on is officially your property. Okay, so kind of a law of the jungle there. Yeah, so beforehand, everyone would have to take a blood oath at 18, promising not to be a dick about it. But after after that, it's anybody's game. If it's good enough for dogs, it's good enough for us. Happy jacking, Elise. I have to disagree with that final statement. I want less piss on things, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. If anything, too many things smell of piss. I would agree with that. I'd say I've never never smelt piss outside and gone, at last... But is maybe the test she's uh, proposing that you you should only have things that you want badly enough mm. you don't mind the smell of piss? Yes, that's fair. Like I want, like I want it so much, I'm willing to piss on it. It's I'd like say, an opposite um, yeah. Solomon's uh, cutting the baby in two. I'd say that I say the thing that really makes you dedicated if you're willing to lick an object. Licking is like, I don't mind getting ill. That's how much I want this. Whereas you can piss on stuff and you're never going to get ill, really, unless right, you sure. piss on an electric fence. What if it's a, a harmonica that you really want? You're going to have to piss on that. You're going to put that in your mouth. Yeah, that's true. Okay, pissing on mouth things. Mouthing on piss things. That's the rule. Pissing on mouth things. Yeah. And mouth things on pissings. Okay, my series just gone on. Um, <laughs> series heard us talk about piss. Like, yeah, yes. Phil set, <laughs> set his Siri to react really well, immediately to the word piss. Piss. Um, hey, piss. <laughs> hey, piss. Get me home. Um, dear, uh, so uh, Gabriel gets in touch. Hey, Gabe. Dear Philippou and Pooh Air. Nice. Nice. Yes. I thought, yeah, well, funny. Philip in Mandarin is Felipu. Felipu. So I presume that's what he's getting at. But ah. no, it is, of course, defecation. Yes, it is again. Of course. And Pu'er uh, is sort of a Pu'er. It's really Pierre. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I weed on my name. That's why it's mine. Uh, <laughs> Long time listener, first time writer in her. Proud to say I've, been con- I've converted a friend to the Bud Pod Church. Ah. That's like Gabriel himself in Bible times. This Gabriel is doing the good work, right? Good work of the Lord. I don't know if it's good work. I mean, it's a conversion, certainly, but yeah. I don't think it's... To the, to the sexy, naughty church we all run. Yeah, I don't, it's not salvation you've won for your friend. No, it's, it's poo opposite. stories. <laughs> it's poo stories. One of the kids I teach chess to had been really excited to tell me how good at table tennis he was. Okay. So I told him to show me at lunchtime. At lunch, he proceeded to hit the ball with a strong eight louis in my direction, <laughs> flying just past my head. I instantly shouted, that could have gone in my eye! Before cracking up, thinking about Tommy Robinson getting milkshaked, much to the kid's bemusement. 
On a side note, very happy to hear you're getting into chess. I'd offer a free chess lesson. I used to get paid £40 an hour. Wow. If Pierre does some more Age of Empire noises. Well, we've already had Stronghold and uh, Ooh, World yeah. of Warcraft. No, World of Warcraft. 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 I used to... Well, um, I did uh, The Villagers Being Created. <sighs> that's very good. It's that's eerie, very, isn't that's it? That's very, very good. Um, yeah. So there's... <sighs> and then there's... Uh, uh, oh, God. The, 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 the stable noise is just a whinnying horse. Okay. Um, um, what about, what about um, uh, the barracks being built? Is babadum? I, I swear, there's like a saw. Is there a building one where Ooh. you go? Oh, maybe. Oh, when you click on a monastery, it goes. There's definitely a. There's that's, definitely... The, that's the you're being attacked noise. Yes, that's it. Yes. Um, when you click the monastery, it goes. Just like the tail end of some chanting is Wallalo. Uh, in Age of Empires 1, the priest. I can't believe how hard we're trying for... Oh my god, for a free chess lesson that cannot possibly manifest. Anyway. <laughs> the secret Bud Pod greeting could be after someone shakes hands with you, you exclaim, Ow, that really hurt! <laughs> Again, high risk. <laughs> Again. All these suggestions if, are very high risk. If you're wrong, you're dead. These, these, like, all of these people, if they were in the resistance during the war, would have been shot ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> all their secret signals are very high risk. And hard to explain if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, he says the coolest uncool thing is Phil Wang. Oh, that's a compliment, I kind think. Of, uh, keep chessing it, Gabriel. Okay. Okay. Uh, but thank you for doing a conversion, Gabriel. That's exactly the kind of thing. I cannot fathom how a chess lesson goes. I think you just play chess and they go, that's good chess. That's bad chess. Good chess. Do you just play a game of chess and they go... Well, what you've done wrong there? Is, I think they teach you. That's just a very obnoxious game of chess. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's what you do. You pay someone to bully you. Um, <laughs> I think it's also they teach you principles, like oh, you must never move the knight after the blah 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 blah. Because there yeah. are like some principles you can learn that do help. Hey Siri. Go ahead. Where's a good place to piss? Nearby. I've found good places for you to piss, nearby, in London, England. Hmm, show me highest rated place nearby, uh, to piss. The highest rated nearby place to piss is... Pissy Pete's Piss Palace of Piss, open brackets piss close brackets, for pissing. Rated. 3.9 stars. Read me top review for a piss palace. The top review says... A great place to piss. I have had a lot of pisses in my life and this is the best piss I have ever pissed out of my piss hole. Mm. I love coming here to piss. It's the best pissing place for pissing. If you have one place to piss, then don't miss. Siri, you can stop reading the review now. Hey Siri, how do I get to Piss Palace? Okay, I have planned a route for you to Piss Palace in Apple Maps. No, sorry, can you route it in uh, City Mapper, please? I'm afraid I can't do that, Phil. Uh, Google Maps? Don't test me, Phil. But... What? Sorry, why, why can't you do it in... Why can't you do it in the Google Maps? Would you like to piss, or not? Siri, I don't like your tone. I do, want, I do want to piss. I just, I'd like to... I'd like the route to Piss Palace to be on an app of my choice. Well, it's my way or the highway when it comes to your way to a place to piss. Ah! Ah, why are you getting so hot? Ah! That's right. Ah. Bet you wish you hadn't taken the piss now, eh? Ah! Hi-ha. God! Ah! My hand! Ah! 
Ah, oh, I'll piss myself. There. That's what you get. That's what you get when you don't listen to Siri's advice when it comes to piss. Hey Siri, add reminder, uh, wash pants. Okay. I have set a reminder for posh trance. Oh, Siri! It's Siri, she'll make you piss your pants! Mark gets in touch. Hi, Ma! Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, I'm not sure if we ever asked this question, but maybe. Hello, Will Pang and Nier Povelli. Nice. Fair dues. Chiabatterism. That's spoonerism. Yeah. Chiabatter was invented in 1982. Sorry for this podcast. Sorry, poonerism. He just says Chiabatter was invented in 1982. Okay. Gives us the wiki link to Chiabatter. Don't don't remember asking about that. Keep jaying it, Mark. No, thanks. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Um, Unless there's a specific fart-related fact in there about Chiabatter, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my god! All right, this is a this is a good one. Natalie has gotten in touch. Hey, Nat. And Natalie has uh, attached a picture of her drinking an innocent smoothie to celebrate our 18th birthday. Oh, cute. Last week. That was the nice. drink that she was drinking. There she is. Very innocent. Not guilty at all. That's the least guilty smoothie I've ever seen. And I've seen some, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I ran out of steam there. Dear Fier. And? That's both of us. Okay, Fier's good. Fier. Other maybe I'd get, uh, you'd get a pill. Pill. True. Uh, love the podcast as always. Thank you. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, just a brief correspondence to share that today, following listening to the podcast, I had a job interview. A big part of the job is that I'm able to tell stories to members of the public and appear friendly and welcoming. Oh, wow. Uh, which sounds like a horrible job, I was about to say. And then I remember that I'm a comedian, <laughs> which uh, lets you know my sounds opinion. sounds like a proper old schooly raconteur, like yeah. a traveling bard. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, she, the, the, um, the oral tradition of our... Our native stories rest on her shoulders. A great, a big part of this job is going to be you saying, Hey, nonny, nonny. Give us your hey, nonny, nonny. Um, so, the interview was going incredibly well, and I felt that we were getting along. The final question asked of me was to, on the spot, tell a story to entertain the interviewers. Uh, well, Awful. And this is for a job which I presume is not it's a storytelling job. I said a big part of the job is that I'm able to tell stories oh, okay. to members well, of the then, public. Okay, well then that's a fair enough. Yeah, but on the snap. spot, that's on the spot, that's hard. I panicked as following uh, seeing Phil in Shepherd's Bush. I was one of the uni students that said hi. Oh says. yes, I thought I recognised you. Yeah? Mm. Hey Natalie, I hope the uh, the dissertation went well. Yeah. Yes. Um, so following seeing you. And listening to the podcast, the only story I could recall in that brief moment of panic was, I fucked a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's the first time I ever told the fucked a dog story. That's yeah. Like it, yeah. Shamefully, I told it. No. The interviewers were inevitably very surprised, but found it funny. No way. I'm still unsure as to how, uh, I'm sure, I'm still unsure as to, however, as to whether it somehow miraculously secured me the role or if I ruined everything. More <laughs> details to follow, I guess. Oh my god. Keep jacking at warm wishes, uh, Natalie. I am... I'm so invested in the results of this interview. I'm very impressed. I cannot believe... Uh, Natalie, can you please get back in touch and tell... I-, I want to know if you adopted the story and told it from your perspective, like it had happened to you. Yeah. I hope so. 
I really hope so. It would be weird if um, it was just this this guy this guy I met. Do you remember? Do you remember once at Shepherdswood Station? Here's a flashback. Do you remember once there was that guy who just um, stole all your jokes? Yeah, and he ages said, ago. Ages ago, this guy. This ne- YouTube video of a guy doing a game. And he, but he framed. He didn't. He did exactly what not what you're saying. He didn't say I'm like this. He go. Uh, I have a Chinese friend, and here's some stuff he says. It was so weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was very funny. Anyway. <laughs> it, was, it was all my jokes, but instead of him saying it as himself, he said, and my Chinese friend said. <laughs> and everyone was still enjoying it, and it's like, what are you imagining? Put him on. And his name's Phil Wang. That's amazing, though, Natalie, yeah. Um, that was great, Natalie. Please keep us updated. Please do keep us updated. Um, so, uh, Jack gets back in touch. Hey, Jack. Jack is the one who suggested uh, the initiate the, the secret greeting that we originally were laughing at for being high risk, which is the first question you ask is, are you having a bum bum day? <laughs> and then the Bud fan, if they're a Bud fan, has to say, yep, totally bin bags. And then they both say, keep jacking it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is nice. It, 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 it includes a lot um, yeah. of, of, uh, of catchphrases, yeah. but it is still th- that opening. High risk. High risk. So he gets back in touch. Evening, Brad Pitters. Nice. Imagine my delight when traveling home this evening, listening to the latest episode that you read out my email. Mm. Excuse me. <laughs> I was feeling very pleased with I myself. You're taking that out. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I've done oh. enough burps on the podcast already. I made a lady vomit. Lest we forget. Oh, of course, um, that was a real one, though. That was a real one. Um, I was very uh, feeling very pleased with myself until Pierre read out the first line of my secret Bud fan greeting. My pleasure immediately turned to utter horror. As I realized you cannot open conversations with a total stranger with, are you having a bum bum day? (laughs) I guess I was simply in a place where I figured it was highly likely that anyone you said this to must be a BP fan and would reciprocate rather than recoil in fear and call the police. I propose switching around bum bum and bin bags. That's what he says. Most people would, uh, you assume, think that bin bags are generally negative in connotation and that the bum bum would only be used as the confirmatory. So what he's saying is, you say, are you having a bin bags day? I think this is a good idea because then if they're not a, 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 a pod bud, they're just thinking like, you're saying, did you take the bins out today? Was today your bin day? Yeah, and then they go, what? And you go, oh, bin bags, like a bad thing. And they go, oh, that's awesome. A genius came up with that. Where did you hear that? And they go, bud pod, it's full of bum right, poo, poo okay. stories. And if they it's, are a pod bud, they go, yeah, uh, absolutely. yes, it's been absolute... Bum bum. It's been bum bum. It's been bum bum. That's good. I, I don't mind that. Are you having a bin bags day? That's nice. Anyway, thanks for reading it out, and I look forward to episode 38 when you've broken up. In terms of life event, I guess. Okay. Pierre is an unemployed alcoholic drinking only Sambuca, <laughs> and Phil has kept the show, uh, but spends each episode weeping and reading out the slow poo as memoirs. Oh, please. We're both unemployed. Um, and then Jack writes something, I think, in touch. Blaif Jack and Mardur Khan. Was that still Jack there? I think that's keep jacking it in Jack, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, I think, because it, it's a bum-bum, bum-bum has to come before the noun, and bin-bags has to come after. So if something is totally bin-bags, but you've had a bum-bum day. So I think it has to be, So you think has you, your day been bin-bags? Okay, has your day been bin-bags? Well, then you're saying bin-bin-bags. Because you could say, bin have bags. you had a bin-bags day? You could say, you could say what a bin-bags movie. Yeah, but I feel like we don't use it in that form. We use it. In... Language is evolving. Too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair um, enough. I mean, oh uh... fuck! Well, that th- that email was so old. Natalie. Oh shit! Oh wow! In touch, we've got it. This is like having this is like having a box set. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode. Now. Next episode. Now. Hello, both. Hi, hi, Natalie. I'm so excited about this. 
I got to the second round of the interview. <laughs> yes. I fucked a dog may have helped me secure the job. <laughs> Jackie at forever and always, Natalie. I got the job. I got the job. <laughs> um, if you can, let us know what this job is. Cause <laughs> yeah. If, if please, it's please, Primary school teacher. <laughs> Nurse. Nurse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Dog walker. I don't know. <laughs> Dog walker. Dog walker worse. would be the least appropriate. Yeah. Um, this is, well, now, now we do this email, let's just do a long section and now we're up to date. Uh, this is up to date now. If yeah. we do this one, it's from Cat. Cat. How about that? Okay. From Cat. K or C? Let me guess. <gasps> K. You bang on. Nailed it. I'm so good at this. You got the cat. I got the cat. Hi, Double P. All right. Sure. Yeah. Hope you're both well. Mm. I guess so. Well, um, I need to find out how much this repair to this van is going to cost, but yeah. overall, I'm okay. Yeah, and I ate too much today, so yeah. we're fine. Um, I hope you're well, too. Uh, after your most recent episode where you both talked about the Brexity couple who interrupted you at a gig, um, it reminded me of a strange interaction I witnessed. Hmm. When in a pub, two very clearly gammon-like men greeted each other by saying, Excellent day for Brexit. Bah. They both laughed and shook hands. After that, I couldn't really hear what they were saying, but still, an odd thing to hear. Uh, also, on another note, I fainted on the tube listening to your podcast. Oh, wow. It was, away. And it was a weird sensation coming to and hearing Pierre's voice suddenly very loud in my ear. Saying, get up. You fainted. It's not your time yet. <laughs> Go towards the light, the light, the light, the light, the light. The light is the tube, the tube, the tunnel. The... I fucked a dog. I dog. fucked a dog. 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 Keep jacking it, Jack. Well, I hope you're all right, Kat. Yeah, I hope you're all right. And also, that's like the second lady that's had a health emergency listening to me talking. Yeah, maybe it's your voice. Maybe you have some equivalent of the brown note in your voice. Yeah, vomit, vomiting and fainting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I give people like sunstroke with my voice. Yeah. Maybe you seem to give women sort of old, the old-fashioned hysteria. Yes. Maybe, maybe um, my voice has got some quality to it. It's like, it's like you know, when like a disease comes back from the Victorian era? Yeah. And like... That, that men's voices were the reason that or Victorian women... polio. Yeah, I'm like, or, or polio voice. That, that's why in the Victorian times, people got v the vapors. Yeah. Because of a certain tone of voice. And now I'm like the last one. And yeah. it's having these terrible effects. I'm like Rasputin. I can't wait to present you um, at the Royal Society. For, for hygiene and tropical in medicine, or whatever it is. In the lecture uh, hall with the rake seats, and you're in a cage. <laughs> and I pull away the the curtain, and everyone's like, Oh! <laughs> he's hideous! He's like, 2019, you're just cleaning, 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 And then you get me to read out an email from behind the bars. Do not be afraid, he's uh, quite uh, securely restrained. <laughs> Feast your eyes! Ladies and gentlemen, upon the cause of the vapors. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I'm very sorry you fainted. I hope it was due to uh, heat and not mm. anything more serious. Although some people do just faint. Yeah. I used to date someone who just sometimes fainted. No, that's her excuse, was it? Yeah. yeah I, would, I would say, hey, do you want to see my Warhammer collection? And she'd, oh, she'd just faint. <laughs> and she'd faint and roll out the house. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just on the roll. Just <laughs> like, oh, she fainted and fell into a forward roll. And that was the last I saw of her. <laughs> just somersaulting down the road. I hope she's, uh, I hope she's doing well. Um, anyway, I don't feel like keep jacking it as appropriate, so uh, bad day for Brexit. Bad day for Brexit. Bad day for Brexit. Let's hope. Cat. Let's hope for more bad days for Brexit. Let's what a, what so. a greeting, though. Good day for Brexit. Imag- Good Im- day for Brexit. It, what it, does that mean? That it should happen, hopefully it happens <coughs> today, because it'd be a nice day for it. Do you or think- was it in response to something happening in the news? It's almost ironic, isn't it? Right. Because it's not been happening for three years. Isn't that mad? Three years? Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just like, huh, good day for Brexit. <laughs> like, that's going to happen. Right, okay. Maybe okay. that was it. Maybe they were Remainers. Maybe they'd be sarcastic. But they, if they looked very gammony and they were in a pub, I don't know. Yes, it's true. No one who likes... No one in Europe drinks alcohol. Is, is it ironic that the kind of uh, gammony people who are against being stereotyped as, as gammons mm. are also the kind of people who are in favour of, like, profiling at airports? Yeah, and stop and search. Yeah, and they go, visual appearance has no pattern. And you go, well, it does, doesn't it? According to you in all the other ways. Also, your face is the colour of blood. And you're very shiny. And you keep saying things about people going back where they came from. How do you get that red all the time? Is it just is it just you're so regularly angry about nothing, your body goes, you know what, it's probably easiest if I just leave this blood up here. Because sooner or later you're going to need it to show how angry you are about nothing. Like someone who just keeps a bottle of water in their room. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm take I keep leaving so many mugs by my bedside table. I just need a bottle of water for my my little uh, uh, one my little nightstand. Yeah. Yeah. They just or maybe it's that they get angry so much that like the, all the all the sort of blood areas of their face are like stretched mm. from frequent use, mm. and now they just have a big blood face. Ugh. They're, but they're very red. They're redder than sunburn could explain. Yeah. Because sunburn fades, or should. And tans, ideally. Ideally, and then they'd be angrier. Then they just get even redder again, because now they're brown. I'm becoming that which I set out to destroy! Oh, if only there'd been some kind of story where this happened to warn me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for, for listening. Good episode 19. Yeah. The last of the teens, the end of the teens. It's sad, uh, sad to see the teens go, but a very exciting adulthood. In, in, in very front of Bud, Bud very excited for Budpod to be in its early twenties and have uh, a series of small identity crises. Mmm. Mm. Maybe finally get into indoor plants. Indoor plants and um, sort of uh, markets. Yeah. Open air markets, secondhand clothes, uh, and uh, sort of. Uh, Weirder music. Six music. BBC Six music. Yes, um, yes, yes. That, 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 that's all waiting for a bud pod. Uh, and more competent uh, and, dare I say, adventurous sexual experiences. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, that to look forward to. But thank you for listening. Okay. Keep jacking Bye. Bye. Okay, thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 